Hi, I'm Jessica Sapp. I'm Bill Sapp. And we are here with Sappy Thoughts. We are the founders of Surfate Christians, and our podcast features Christian lifestyle topics to help you build your relationship with Jesus Christ. Do you remember what you were wearing in high school? Maybe you wore bell bottoms in the 70s, rocked big hair in the 80s, or wore clueless skirts and jinko pants in the 90s. Each decade has its fashion highlights, but styles come and go. But there is one thing that never goes out of style, and that is Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Psalms 100 verse 5, For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endures to all generations. All generations. That's a very long time. Yes, that's right. So generation A to Z, whether you're a baby boomer or a Gen Zer, you live 5,000 years ago or you live 5,000 years from now, there is always Jesus. Well, it says right here, it does say that. So we will have Jesus from the beginning of time to the end of time. Yeah, Jesus is not a fad. It's not like your bell bottoms that maybe it was popular in the 70s, maybe even comes back around 20 or 30 years later. But Jesus has always been here. You know, think about like a fad diet. You know, right now I know keto is the big hype. I remember years ago when I was a health educator that we actually taught not to go into ketosis because it wasn't good for the body and the brain. But now that's the thing. That's what the world's telling you to do. So you can see that the world shifts on what they think is right. But the one thing about Jesus is that, like Hebrews 13, 8 states, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word in the Bible is the truth forever. And even if you're a non-believer or you have fallen away a little bit from Jesus, that doesn't mean that he goes away. He's still there. You just don't engage with him. So you're not drawing near to him and he doesn't draw near to you. But that doesn't mean he's not there. He's there. 2,000 years ago, he was there. At the beginning of time, he was there. In Genesis 1, he was there. He's not like a yo-yo diet that comes and goes. He's always there. He's always faithful. He's always the same. And it does say in the Bible that he was in the beginning with God. That's right. Right there. He was in the beginning with God. Jesus is not, there's no such thing as a Jesus fad, as we're we're saying right now. And to go into some of the fads like you were just saying right there and stuff, I I mean, I can remember in uh, probably late 70s, junior high, schoolish, or wherever I was, corduroy pants were a fad. I mean, all the little surf culture I hung around, you had to have corduroy pants or you had to have a hang tin shirt, but that is a fad. In the 80s, there was a fad called the mullet. I wore a mullet for a long time, but so did a lot of other people, and it came and went. Jesus will not come and go. He is here now and forever. That's funny you talk about corduroy because I was just with a friend recently, and we were talking about that, and I had mentioned how my favorite fabric to this day is corduroy. Everything corduroy I love. I love corduroy pants, corduroy furniture. I love corduroy. So for me, it has not gone out of style. (laughs) And the mullet's coming back. It's back again. No. Yes, it is. (laughs) But I will say, like in my own journey and walk with God, that in the past, I, I basically lived around a decade without claiming Jesus as mine and claiming that I am a believer. I was actually the opposite. I was more of the non-believer. So I was falling into the ways of the world when it comes to the things that you would claim that would matter, maybe the things that were 
styled at that moment. But the thing is, Jesus was always there. And I've seen as becoming a believer and giving my life to the Lord, I have seen how he was a part of my life those decades and how he was always trying to reach me, even if I wasn't for Jesus at that time. Just because the world says he doesn't exist, or just because the world is claiming that something is right when the Bible says it's not right, does not make it truth does not mean that's what's going to be. I can't explain why we're all designed differently in that way. As a little little child, I can remember that if you would have asked me, do you believe in God or do you believe in Jesus? My natural answer for some reason would have been yes. I was never, I didn't believe and had to come on board for. As I grew up and still wasn't saved, conversations came up and I would defend Jesus, even though I wasn't saved and I couldn't tell you why. And then, of course, a point in time came up when I had surrendered my life to Jesus, and I would stand for him at any point, anywhere, whether it was at a party sitting and talking to somebody, the subject of Jesus come up, and I'd defend him right there at the party. But at the same time, I ended up wandering in the desert without him. I never, I never denied him, but I wandered in the desert without him. But he's still always here. When I when I got tired of that trip across the desert and I held up my hands and I cried out, Jesus was right there and he said, let's go, come with me. And I think that's a good example because I too was a believer as a child. All the way up through actually early 20s, I never doubted that there was a God. I had that upbringing with my family. And I think that goes back to the childlike faith that when you are a child, you haven't been destroyed, so to speak, by the world. Your beliefs haven't been so impacted by what you're seeing on television or what people are trying to tell you. You are just literally living by your heart when you're a child. And I think because of that, a lot of us may have believed as a child, but it's that knowing. And again, you can't see the kingdom until you accept Jesus into your heart. That's true. That is in scripture. You cannot have it. So there are things that I see now that I never saw as a non-believer. And then there are things that I see now as being a part of the kingdom. Looking back, I can see where God was because he has shown me where he was in those years, even though I didn't believe in those years. But now that I do believe he has even retrospected me to see some of those things, I'm like, wow, I had no idea, but they were there. He was there. And where you started in the beginning with that is I see, as we were talking right now, I see that being brought up in the generation that I was, I am a few years older than you are and stuff, I I was raised a lot through my elementary years by my grandparents. And when school was out, my parents took me to North Florida and my grandparents had spent the summers there. My grandparents were the most faith-based people to this day that I could, you know, reflect on. And just be not having it pushed on me or taught to me so much, being around it, everything. My, I mean, my grandmother prayed about meals. She prayed about every single thing. And I was a part of that only because I was there. So as you hear it, even though you're not taking it in to say, this is the way I am, that probably is good reason for at a later time just saying, yeah, I believe in God. I mean, I believe in, in Jesus. I believe in God. And I think that's a good thing because mine also is my grandmother. I mean, I had a huge influence with my grandmother when you know, she was what I consider to this day the probably the most godly woman or person I've ever known. And it was her 
actions, just her day-to-day life that were impactful. Like she yeah. read her devotional and her yeah. Bible every morning while, you know, with breakfast. She prayed over meals. She went to church and she did all of these things and she was faithful in her practice. It wasn't just she said she was a believer and then did something differently. She really believed it and she acted upon that and really tried to walk out Jesus's influence in her life and really spread that love to other people. If you are a Christian and, and a believer, it's really showing that Jesus is not a fad and that he is with us always and that you are going to reflect that. And because you're going to model to other people around you what that looks like. And I think that's important because a lot of times people have been hurt by someone in the church. That's right. They've been hurt by someone who claims that they're a Christian, or maybe they really are a Christian and a believer, but they're still working some things out in their life, and it has been impacted to someone else's life, because we're all hurting in some way. We all are broken in some way, and it's different for each of us. Jesus is with us, and He is the one that's going to get us through. So you might be hurting in some capacity, And it gets reflected to someone else. And they say, oh, you're a Christian. You shouldn't act that way. But you're working stuff out. I believe from the time, this is a a Bill belief. (laughs) I believe from the time that we get saved or surrender to Jesus, to to the day we leave this planet to go be with him, we are a work in progress. We were talking about growing and and stuff. We are. We're a work in progress every day. You will never have it all right, never have it all perfect when you walk this planet. We always are learning. So I think it's important to see that the more you become involved with Jesus and you build that relationship with him, that's the most important thing. It's personal. And that's all that matters is that you build your relationship with Jesus. He's going to get you to where you need to be. And to know that he is here from millions of years ago to millions of years from now, it's eternal, it's never ending. And when you have Jesus, you are eternally with him forever. And that's a good thing. Whether you think he exists or doesn't, doesn't change the fact that Jesus true. is real. That's so true right Period. there. His word actually does say he will never leave you, never leave you, nor forsake you. And has started since the beginning of humans walking the earth from then till now he will never leave you not you not the people down the road from you he he is forever it's it's not a fad and i like what you said about just because you don't believe in jesus doesn't mean he doesn't exist he does exist and it's because his word says so and his word is living and his word is coming alive and staying alive and Every day that goes by, we're a day further into his word. And what the word says, it will take place. And I really hope you get to know Jesus before you meet him. And as it says, his, his word is truth. And it says right there, and his truth endures to all generations. What you learn in the Bible 20 years ago or 200 years ago is going to be same and true 200 years from now. It's not like some of the things that we learn. Like I mentioned the keto diet where I was teaching 20 years ago that you shouldn't do the keto diet because it's not healthy for the body and the brain. But 20 years later, science might say something differently. And now it's very popular among people and, and using it for some of their health benefits. But that just shows you that the world can change, but the Bible doesn't. I mean, we're in the new covenant and that's a new contract now, but it's still truth. It's living. 
The Word is living. How we read it each time we read it can mean something different. It doesn't change. This is God's Word to us, how to live our life, how to get through life, how to depend upon Him. It's, it can be different every day, but it's the same. It never changes. You might see some media hype on something. It may be factual. It may not be factual. But at the end, all you have to do is just have your relationship with Jesus and let him guide you. Because that's one thing that's really interesting. Things that you can read online. You can go learn things. You can read things. There's a lot of good information out there. There's a lot of bad information out there. But what's so beautiful is that you can be stripped away from every resource and asset in the world. But if you have the Holy Spirit and you have Jesus, you're a believer. He can get you through everything. He can teach you everything. He can guide you. Like I remember when he had me fast social media and the internet and everything for a whole weekend. I literally turned yeah, off the it for a whole weekend. A whole weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like three days pretty wow. much. I know. And you think about that. Like and I, when I say data and everything, I mean like I shut the data off on my phone. So there's a lot of apps that you can't use. And I remember when that happened, there was something that I had to do for work. It was work related and it was tech related. And I couldn't look up anything on the internet because I didn't have internet access because it was the fast. And I had to figure out how to do something tech related without looking anything up. So what did I do? I didn't have the world resources. I had the Holy Spirit though. I had God. I prayed about it. I said, Lord, walk me through this. And I can tell you that it was incredible that I did everything that I had to do by just listening to the Holy Spirit, be guided, go through that. And he walked me through something that I never would have imagined being able to do without some kind of technical instructional or some YouTube video to show me how to do it. But he showed me that no matter what you have to do with him, that is all you need. If you go out and and the power does go out or the internet goes out or your cable goes out, You know what? Jesus is still right there. He's not going out. If you go on a road trip and you're up in the mountain somewhere, the signal is there. Jesus is right there. The signal may go out on your phone. You may look at your phone and go, I got no signal. Then you say, dear heavenly father, Lord, boom, he's right there. He's right there to answer you right now. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter what your circumstance, he's there. It may be in the best of times. It may be in the toughest time when you have to just cry out to God, say, God, help me. He's there. He hears you. He responds right away. So quick. Sometimes we don't even realize that took place and stuff. But yeah, no matter what, he's always there. Like I was just stranded on the side of the road, what, two weeks ago when my car broke down and I had to get uh, a tow and I had a cell phone. My friend had a cell phone and we had a way to call towing. But I remember 20 years ago when I was on the highways and we had pay phones at every mile marker. Every mile marker, you had a call box and you could call and get help. From the highway. That's right. Well, they got rid of call boxes because they assumed that everyone has a cell phone. And yes, a lot of people do have a cell phone. That is a true statement. But there's times that your cell phone is dead. You don't have power anymore. The battery died or something's going on with the cell phone and now you have no way to call. So what do you do? You depend on Jesus always. You pray, 
you have him guide you. If he tells you to walk somewhere, you walk somewhere. If he's going to send somebody to your path on the side of the road, he sends somebody to your path. That particular moment, we actually had the roadside assistance guy stop by. We had already called the the tow, tow truck. So we already had that taken care of because we had phones. But if we didn't have a phone, well, Jesus sent a roadside assistance to make sure we had a phone. And what they had said was, well, since we know that you're here, we're going to put you on camera so that we can make sure that you're safe. So then what they did is they watched us from the camera. You might think that's spooky, but I was fine with it. We're on the public highway. And they made sure that we were safe, that we, nothing, because we're two females on the side of the road, but nothing was harmful. It was daylight, but Jesus sent somebody, then they put cameras on us to make sure that we're good and they're watching us until the tow truck got there. So how cool is that? You know, and it's like things that we had 20 years ago, call box, we don't have anymore. And now we have cell phones and other resources, but God is always there to protect us and take care of us. I guess the best way to say it's how we started. Fads will come and fads will go. But Jesus is always going to be the same today, tomorrow and forever. That's right. Depend upon him. Don't depend on on that phone or that internet or whatever. Just get to a point where everything starts to be Jesus. My wife does that more so than me, and and I've noticed it, and I'm like, I want more of that little what she does right there. She'll be like, Jesus, what do I wear today? That's right. Jesus, how do I do my hair today? And I'm like, man, you talking about having just a conversation with Jesus. To me, just a conversation with Jesus is Hi, Jesus. How are you doing today? I just want you to know I love you. And, and a short that, but when, man, when everything you do, everything you do is talking to Jesus about it, that's conversation. It is. And I have to say, so I cut my hair drastically in January of this year because I decided I didn't want to dye my hair anymore. So I'm not <laughs> dying my hair anymore. I'm going to go all natural. Uh, Proverbs 1631 talks about the our silver hair is the crown of glory. And I was like, hey, if God gave me a crown of glory with all of this silver hair, I'm going to shine it bright. So I said, you know what? I'm going to cut my hair because I don't want to dye it. I had longer hair. I've always had long hair. And I said, I'm going to do some Mohawk style fun transition that chops my hair off and, and go from there. Well, the hairstylist does my hair and it was fantastic. And then I try to do my hair. And if you ever had long hair to short hair, you think it's supposed to be easy breezy. No, it's a lot of work. And I thought, and I have curly hair. I thought, well, how am I going to make this? I could never get my hair to work the way she did it, my hairstylist. So I prayed about it. Lord, help me get through this hair. How do I do it? And sure enough, he walked me through every piece of it. And it turned out really great. I said, that's fantastic. And so I've just really, that's what I use. Or if I'm doing an interview or doing something, I say, Lord, show me what I need to wear. Show me what I need to do. And I, and I think it's just, again, it's the little things and the big things. He wants to be a part of everything. And we just lose sight of that, especially, like I said, the dependency, you know, depending on your phone and not God, depending on what the internet says and not what the word says. Right. And how I always say is, you should follow the word and not the world. That's right. Yeah. And, you, and you will have to train and program and work on that transition too, because a lot of us, especially in my age bracket and stuff, we were raised up watching the news. My parents watched news every night. We were watching TV. We were in front of the television for everything. You kind of become programmed that way and you, you believe what these people say, but they're just people sharing what somebody else has told them to say and if your conversation or if, or if you're, what you're reading or if what you're talking about is Jesus, you've got the best news you can get. And that's the good news of Jesus Christ. It's still fun to look back at the decades and to see all the fashions that yeah. we've gone through. Yeah. But you can even look at that like with Jesus in your life. You can yeah. see each decade, each year, each month or each day how much you grow and change. In my 
beginning 20s, um, I prayed to receive Jesus. I prayed it because I was told I had to or I couldn't date a certain person back then and stuff. So I did it. And do I believe I was saved then? Yeah, I do. But I don't feel like I did it for, for me, for the right reasons, because I believed. And then 2001, when a lot of things had changed and taken place in my life, I did it then for because I believed. I believed in Jesus. I wanted to receive him into my heart. I wanted him to be the Lord of everything. And it's been a journey since then. But he, that desert I walked in from when I said it for because I was pushed to, so to speak, and to when I said it because I know God, I just wanted to clarify it with God. And he, and he knew it, it, Jesus has never, never, never left me. Never, not one time, not for one minute. I could run from God as fast as I could run for a three miles and turn around and he's still right there in your face. And for that, I'm truly grateful for his grace and his mercy. Yes. It saved me. Yes. Amen. So if you are ready to accept Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior, pray out loud the following. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for me and rose again. Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. I will follow you all the days of my life. By faith in your word, I receive salvation now. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you for listening to Sappy Thoughts Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Surf 8 Christians. Everyone is needed to surf the wave of life with Jesus Christ. You don't have to be a surfer to ride this wave. Please visit surf8christians.com to find upcoming events, read our learning blogs, and shop the online store. Thank you.